Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this. I hope that you're listening on a Tuesday and right as the episode comes out. I'm so excited for today. We are going to talk about the customer service blend, how we can enhance guest experiences. And I have some really fun content planned, but there are two things that I want to talk about this morning as we get into the episode. The first thing is, so in episode two, we talked about branding and consistency and and things that you can do to make your brand stand out. So one thing I literally just learned like 30 minutes before I recorded this episode. So I don't know if anybody heard or saw the ad. I think it was back in early November where Snoop posted that he was giving up smoke and everybody, like the entire internet freaked out. He posted about it on Instagram, whatever, whatever. And it ended up being an ad for Solo Stove. So I found out this morning that the CEO was fired for that campaign because it didn't produce the ROI that they had expected it to. And they paid Snoop, I think it was a million dollars to do the ad which is so wild. It's funny because I bought two solo stoves this Christmas. Like it definitely worked on me and I've been obsessed with it ever since. But it just, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting like branding tidbit and maybe everyone already knows this because I think it is kind of old news that the CEO was fired, but it did blow my mind. And in hospitality news, there's been a lot that's happened this week, but one thing that was crazy and I know that a good friend of mine, Travis Wilburn, posted about it on LinkedIn that Airbnb is currently being accused by the state of Virginia for failing to provide tax information to them, which is just, I don't know, it just goes to show that Airbnb, which we already know, just doesn't play by the rules of any normal company in any state. And as we talk about regulation in episode six after this episode, so we'll hear about it next week, it's just wild that while vacation rental managers or even like just rental by owners and hosts in general are trying so hard to adhere to these strict regulations to make sure that we keep this good name for ourselves in our communities. And then Airbnb is kind of going and it's, you know, all kind of going to shit. So happy Tuesday. Anyway, solo stove news, wild. Airbnb news, not surprising. But what also isn't surprising, I am drinking today a peppermint tea. And it's out of my favorite mug, which if you are not watching this, it says kind kindness binds us with the little rainbow on it. And it's so cute. And when you drink all your tea, there's a rainbow at the bottom of the cup. So that's what's making my morning amazing other than being here. I'm super excited to talk about the guest experience. Let's get into it. Four things that I really, I mean, the guest experience is honestly hard to do an episode on because it's so talked about, almost over talked about at every single like industry event that you go to, right? Like everyone is talking about how to improve the guest experience. And I don't know, I was having difficulty prepping for the episode because I wanted it to be unique and be tips that you might find helpful that you aren't already doing in your business. And, you know, if it's everything that you already are doing, maybe you're just enjoying to enjoying the jokes that I might tell along the way. Right. Or, you know, you're just wanting to get a little refresher on some good ideas. We'll see. Either way, it's difficult to prep for. I'm excited to talk about it. I wanted to, like, bring this unique flair to it. As I was prepping for this episode, I wanted to make sure that you would be able to walk away with actionable tips 
but you also heard something or something resonated with you or gave you an idea that you're not already doing that you can take back to your business. Let's talk about number one, consistency. Okay, so consistency, it's so annoying, honestly, when you talk to hoteliers because they're like, you know, we just make sure to provide this really consistent experience in our hotels for all of our guests to check in, right? And as a short-term rental manager, you're like, okay, well, I don't own my inventory and I have X number of different owners and they all have different things that matter to them. And this one person will not part with this couch that has 72 stains on it. And this other owner like makes us keep this painting that is God awful, right? Like providing consistency across the guest experience for short-term rental hosts is really, really difficult to do. And I think there are ways that we can do it and sell it to owners that are appealing and bring them into this sense of understanding that ultimately it will benefit them along the way. There are also ideas to bring consistency in if we have very, very resistant owners who aren't interested in a linen program or any other type of consistency that would require them to change something in their actual unit. I've got some tips for you there, too. So suggestions that I have for creating consistency in the guest experience, I think this helps so much from a branding perspective, which we talked about in episode two. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. But also... The consistency in which your guests experience, you know, you really care about them booking through you clearly directly versus through an online travel agency for the most part. And that all comes back to this consistency that you're creating, especially if a guest stays with you in a two-bedroom unit versus a six-bedroom unit the next year, right? Like you want them to experience the exact same level of service and really like the same level of cleanliness and experience in the actual unit no matter where they're staying within your inventory or if you manage properties in multiple locations. So one idea that has gained popularity over the last 10 years is a linen program. And I think some owners can be resistant to this, but it helps so much. A linen program, if you don't already know, is essentially a pool of linen that you use across all of your units, typically clean, white, the same thread count, the same size, the same type of pillow in every single unit. And this really creates a consistency where it doesn't matter what bed a guest is staying in, what room they're staying in, which property they're staying in. If you have a guest or guests that book three homes with you, they get the exact same linen at every single stay. And it's really, really, really helpful from a consistency standpoint and from a cost standpoint. I have stayed in vacation rentals where I have slept in two different rooms and the pillows were flat in one room and the sheets were disgusting and had rips in them. And then I have stayed at a different bed in the same rental where the bed was a lot softer and the sheets were much softer and they didn't have any rips on them and the pillow was much comfortable, right? Like, this experience is it creates this disjointed experience for your guests, which I think can be frustrating and also just bring the level of service down and the level of luxury, like whether you are a luxury provider or not, a guest gets that experience in a hotel, no matter which hotel they stay in. And that is one thing that really prevents, I think, a lot of people from choosing vacation rentals because they don't know what they're going to get in a vacation rental versus a hotel. 
So I recommend linen programs. When rolling this out, you have multiple options. There are many companies, whether it is local to your area or a company that exists in the United States that will ship anywhere where you can buy linen that works for you and you can either charge your owner or you can have that cost go on to you and it can be part of like a startup. But I think rolling it out is important to communicate to your owner that it does provide this consistency and an experience for your guests where they will return again and again and likely leave a positive review versus the negative review that could exist when a guest stays in a unit. And the the pillows and the sheets have very different quality across bedrooms. And within your linen program, you can either decide to include a duvet or a triple sheet topper, or you can allow your owners to keep their own bedding. I would recommend going full like duvet or triple sheet cover, depending on which market that you're in and the level of warm and comfortability you need and also your cost structure. Like a duvet is typically going to cost more money with an insert versus triple sheeting. And triple sheeting won't be as warm as a duvet cover. But you can also switch your owner's bedding when they arrive, right? If that is your owner's thing of when I get in, I want my grandmother's 1987 duvet cover to be there for me when I get there. Okay, we'll make sure that it's on the bed no matter what. But when your guests stay here, this is what the experience they'll have. I think it's a great way to, to really like introduce that consistency and could be a good selling point for owners as well. So Welcome gifts are another thing that really creates that consistency. No matter which unit your guest is staying in, they get a welcome gift. I would recommend something local to your area, which we'll talk about creating a curated local experience in a little bit. But I think it goes a long way and really is like that's your guest's first impression when they first walk in. Of course, like they're checking to see if the place is clean, but they're also delighted when they see a little bit of a welcome gift. Hello, welcome back to Shooting the Breeze with Breezeway, where we breeze through tips and tricks for property managers in a couple minutes or less. Corinne, we've had you on a couple of these. We've been shooting the breeze for a while now. I'm curious, what do you, why don't you take the mic for a little bit? Megan, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> We're going to flip the script today. We're going to ask you what your favorite part of breezeways you guys you've been using it for a while now curious to hear what it has been a while what you love most about it so it's funny i was on an operator roundtable the last couple of weeks and will slickers asked this question to all the operators that were participating and said what was the software that you could not live without this year like what vendor just really came out on top and breezeway i got to go first so it was a lot of pressure but i immediately said breezeway and then every other operator that was participating in the round table said breezeway after me which was incredible so we all picked breezeway and i'll tell you why for me i have felt like there is no scheduling tool for housekeepers and maintenance staff like Breezeway. It is just absolutely incredible. The ease of use, the user interface, the user experience has been a total game changer for us. Like not only can we seamlessly move things around on the schedule and have full visibility of where all of our housekeepers are at any given time, but it's also very easy for our housekeepers and maintenance staff to read the schedule. So me, who's mainly using things on a strategic level, just kind of checking in to see how the staff is doing, right? Like I'm not an end user every single day. I can log in and understand exactly what we have going on in any given 
given day. Our owner relations team members, when they're using Breezeway, where they're putting in requests more often than I am, their experience is very seamless. The ease of use is very high. And our reporting ability on the scheduling tool has been incredible, particularly over the last couple of years as Breezeway has evolved. And the housekeepers and maintenance staff who we honestly like dreaded implementing a new software into their day-to-day rave about it. And it's so easy for them every single morning. They just go on their phone and they know exactly what they have to complete at any given day and time. And their tasks and assignments are all there. We love the task functionality in Breezeway. Anything we need to do, we just create a task and um, it's good as done. So I just honestly, I cannot imagine our business functioning without it. And so thank you so much for all of your help over the last, well, I have been the first customer, so it has also been seven years. (laughs) Seven years. (laughs) It's been seven years we've been doing this together. No, I think that's amazing. And and I love that you're finding that, that functionality. You know, it's one of the things that we work really hard to do is to make sure that it is super user-friendly, not mm-hmm. only for the folks who are using it on a desktop when they're at their computer, but also, like you said, your team that's out in the field who's got to do things on the fly and be able to to quickly take action. Like, that's awesome to hear that that they're using it and that it's been easy to implement. So thank you. Thanks for your support throughout the years. Of course. And we're here so excited to be able to support you. Yeah, of course. And also, the two of us together, can you say dynamic duo? Can you say forever co-hosts as well? I don't know. I feel something brewing here. A long-term relationship, that is for sure. Longer than we've already been in our Breezeway relationship. So listeners, if you are having issues with scheduling, if you're looking for something to make your life easier, go to breezeway.io slash espressos to learn more and make sure you get your $100 off. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here, Corinne. Thank you. See you soon. Another thing that I think is really unique in consistency and like making your guest experience stand out is providing ancillary items. So whether you're in a beach destination and that is bikes, every home that you have comes with four bikes or whether you're in a snowy destination like I am, maybe all of your rentals come with snowshoes for people to enjoy. This clearly has some liability impacts which you can talk to an attorney about. We learned in episode one that I'm obviously not an attorney, but of course there are liability waivers involved here, but I do think it enhances the guest experience. And if it is something that is standard to all of your units, again, kind of goes back to that consistency. Another thing that I think is really, really helpful, whether you have 1099 contractors out in the field or whether you're using in-house maintenance or housekeeping, having your team wear some type of uniform, and this can literally be a t-shirt that has your brand on the side of it. It could be a hat. It doesn't have to be like a full button-down collared shirt and an apron and the whole rigmarole. Like it can literally just be a t-shirt that you're providing. I think it's really helpful for guests if you have to have a maintenance technician to come into a home to recognize that they're working for your company. And it provides this higher end, higher look and feel. Again, like going back to that consistency Brand of vehicles also go a long way. I think this can be very, very helpful from a branding and just getting your name out there to begin with, especially for new companies. But also, again, like for maintenance techs and housekeepers, if they're employed by you and they're using a company vehicle, having those vehicles branded is really, really helpful for guests to understand like, oh, I'm staying with Megan's company versus there's this random person that's coming into my house and I don't really understand who they are and what they're doing here, right? Like it gives them an understanding of, oh, there is Megan's company 
listed on this vehicle. I know that they're here to fix my sink. And really, again, like gets your brand out there. Okay. So along that consistency aspect of the guest experience, a lot of that is going to go back to your communication. And I think this is difficult to do, particularly in markets where you have difficulty hiring labor and a high turnover rate, right? Like if you have a different guest experience team member once a month, it's really difficult to get that level of consistency that you want in communicating with your guests, whether it be over the phone, via text message or email. So my recommendation there is to have some type of guide that you can create, right? And it doesn't have to be a script. I'm not particularly a fan of scripts. I like the Chick-fil-A experience, right, where their guide is that they don't say, you're welcome. They say my pleasure. Or at Disney where you don't say no, right? You say I'll find that out for you. So my recommendation for your team, right, especially if you have that high level of turnover, is to create a guide that's really important to you. Like, are you going to refer to guests by their first name? Are you going to call them Mr. Smith rather than John? And create that guide, hand it out, and provide training to your team so they understand this level of service that you want every single customer to receive. That way, when they come back again and again, it doesn't matter which team member they're speaking to, there is this outline of how they are communicated with. Along that line, I want to talk a little bit about personalization. So I think this has been something that's been really difficult in our industry, personalizing the guest experience, particularly before we had this tech stack access that we have now, right? So with the improvements in tech over the course of the last really two years, we've been able to really provide a more personalized experience to our guests than we have, let's say, in 2015. And what I mean by this is understanding who your guests really are, what they care about, and why they're visiting you. So my recommendation here is take a lot of notes and communicate to your team that's on the phone to understand, like, why are you visiting? Where are you coming from? This is information that we typically get like in their guest address, right? Like where they're coming from. But understand a little bit more of their backstory. If you ask them, where are you coming from? Why would you choose Jackson Hole for your vacation? You'll find out we're coming from South Carolina, but we're actually from Alabama and we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. Oh my God, that's incredible. We can now have this information and use it to create a better experience for our guests. This allows you to go that extra mile, which I think is really hard on a day-to-day -day basis when you're just trying to get through the grind of having 200 check-ins or even, honestly, three check-ins. It doesn't really matter. Like, that is just a crazy day in general. But creating this personalized experience really leads back to this repeat renter rate that we want that will allow people to attach onto our brand and this experience we provide versus an OTA like Airbnb or Verbo. And we now have access to really robust CRMs. We use Track. There are a lot. I've used Salesforce before as a CRM. We also use HubSpot for our other companies. There are technologies that can hold this guest information so you know exactly how many times a guest has visited to you, what is most important for them, how many issues they had when they came, what... They complained about so you know like, hey, Mrs. Smith is checking in this month and every single time she's been here, she's complained about her pillows. We really need to make sure that we check the pillows more thoroughly, right? Like it gives you this information that you can use to better your company day after day and week after week. And also the guest feels 
so special and like they are the only person in your unit when they check in. And I ultimately think that should be our goal, right? Every single guest should feel like they can't even tell that we have 200 guests in town. Clearly, right? Like we don't want them to be entitled, of course, but we do want them to feel very much like they're seen and heard and that we know who they are and what's important to them when they're staying with us. Treat your guests like they're at home. What is going to set you apart? As you are starting to build your company, particularly in saturated markets, beach destinations, for example, where you are coming into and ski destinations for that matter, honestly, like there are more and more companies every single day coming out of the woodwork, which is great for our industry, but it also can be really difficult as an operator to start to decide like, okay, I'm starting my company or I'm giving my company a refresh. Like what is going to set us apart? What is going to have guests choose us versus company A, B, and C down the street. And I think this is really where you get to utilize your team and what's important to them. Like, okay, are you going to meet every single guest at their unit when they check in? Are you going to send every single guest a welcome video when they arrive that introduces them to you and your area and what's important to you? Is it going to be your welcome gift, which is really elaborate? Are you going to send every guest a package before they arrive so they can get a look and feel of who you are before they come into town? It really is up to you, but I think this is a question we should all be asking ourselves as we move forward into the new year particularly, right? Like if you haven't done it already, do it now. What sets you apart? What makes you different? And how can you you curate this experience that allows your guests to really say like, oh my gosh. I'm going to stay with John Smith's rentals every single time I come to Jackson Hole, Wyoming because it they literally treat me like I am in their home. That is Outposts, the company that I represent. Every single guest, we want them to feel like they're at home. Our tagline is welcome to our home. And that is what sets us apart here, right? We provide guests this experience where when they're checking in, they don't see a difference between them going into their house versus coming into one of our rentals. I have an important interruption, and it is to discuss AirDNA. So AirDNA's for sale properties feature. Let's talk about it for a second. AirDNA now has a properties for sale functionality where you can find available properties for sale and see their earning potential directly within AirDNA. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go to Zillow. You don't have to go to Excel. You don't have to combine. 15 sheets. It is all right there for you in your AirDNA dashboard. Essentially view this new functionality like Zillow for short-term rentals. If you are ready to sign up for AirDNA and take advantage of these incredible features, go to airdna.co slash workflows and espressos and use the code workflows for your first month free. See you there. So a couple months back, I was so fortunate to be asked to speak at the Rent Responsibly Forum. And it was really, really exciting, one, to be around so many people that had such great information on regulation and curating these incredible guest experiences. But the topic that I spoke on is creating a local experience that can assist in fighting regulation. And so this is kind of going to tie episode five and six together. I'm sorry they have to wait a week for episode six, but it'll all make sense when you listen to it next week. So one thing that I spoke on that I felt was so important in creating this incredible guest experience that we all want in our businesses is 
making your guest feel like a local when they're here, right? Like we've all gone on vacation. I will use my dad as an example. Whenever I travel with him, particularly when I was like a teenager where it was most embarrassing, he would have like a map in his back pocket, a digital camera tied to his belt loop. It was so bad. Like the dad sneakers, which are actually even in right now, which is awful. And he would ask people for directions, right? Like I just have these horrible memories where we would be in New York City and I'm like, everybody here knows that we don't, we're not from here. And we just don't even know the good places to go because we're not locals. This is also way before ChatGPT. And honestly, like just being able to look up things on Instagram. But right, like that is the experience that we want to avoid with our guests. Everybody wants to know the great restaurants to go to. They want to understand like, what's the hike that I should do that's very different than the worn path that every single person does when they're here? What's the secret beach that I should go to? You know, like they want to know our local spots. And I think creating these really local ties, number one, supports businesses in your area and creates a better name for short-term rentals in your community if you're already facing scrutiny but also is very, very helpful in making the guests feel a little bit more, again, like they're at home. So one thing that we do, we have a coffee shop here in Jackson, and we give all of our guests who check in a $5 gift card to our coffee shop. This benefits us in multiple ways, right? Like it's benefiting our coffee shop. Most people go in, they spend more than the $5, but it gives them this opportunity to experience the coffee shop that we have. And if they're here for a week, they typically go back multiple times for breakfast or for a cup of coffee. And it's also benefiting our vacation rental company because guests check into a gift and they also get the opportunity to check out a local spot that they might otherwise have not been to. I think there are multiple things that you can do. It doesn't have to be a gift card. It can be partnering with local businesses and giving a discount code when your guests go in. It can be adding local businesses to your guest app or your guest welcome binder in your unit. However you choose to share your community with your guests. It doesn't matter. Just make sure that you're sharing it and tying them back to what's really, really important and making them feel like they know the cool places to go. And the next time they can come back, they bring friends and they're promoting those local businesses as well. Honestly, that might be my favorite part of the guest experience is I think sharing your favorite place in a place that's so special to you with your guests. As we start to really wrap up this episode and the snow is falling, I'm feeling, I don't know, it feels great to talk through things that we can do that make our job more exciting and more fun. And I think so much of us as operators, right, it is like the daily grind and complaints that we get and the negative reviews that we have to respond to, right? Like even if they're few and far between, those are the things that stick out in our mind. And following this guide to create a more incredible experience for your guests, like that's the stuff that makes our job more fun. That is unreasonable hospitality. And what I've touched on today, right, like these are small improvements that you can make to your day-to-day operation. And that doesn't even cover the unreasonable. And I love, if you haven't already read Unreasonable Hospitality, which it feels like almost everybody has, and I know I've talked about it in previous episodes, Will Gadara, the author, talks about creating these like, I'm doing air quotes right now if you're not watching and you're probably in your car right now or listening on your walk or you're my mom and you're listening like for the third time today so you don't even care. But like creating this unreasonable hospitality standard. And honestly, the thing that I think Will 
and his team at 11 Madison Park did the most was create that very personalized experience. And it literally started with listening to his guests. So they started to just pick up at the restaurant like, oh, our guests said they wanted to go sledding in Central Park. And that was the one thing they weren't able to do. We are going to create this experience for them where they can go sledding in Central Park. And if you're worried about creating this, right, or adding all these extra things into your program, we talked about this previously too. It's the 95-5 rule, which I absolutely love. So Will said 95% of his P&L, he managed down to a T, right? Like crossed every T, dotted every I, was very strict on the team on the budget. And the last 5% they used on their unreasonable hospitality. And I think it's so cool to think about, right? Like, again, so much of what we do is dealing with issues, but think of this 5% as a way to make people's day and it will help you in the long run. And honestly, your mental health too, probably. And we'll give you this opportunity to have more good stories than bad stories, at least most of the time. So a couple of key takeaways, listeners. I Honestly, this episode, you're not going to be able to hear them because Kelsey does such a good job of editing. But I'm actually recording this on a Friday and I feel like my brain is not working. So I have produced a lot of quality bloopers here. If you've enjoyed any past blooper episodes, I'm done. Let's talk about the key takeaways. Number one, much like your branding, your consistency and the ability to create long-term customers is going to rely on this consistent experience that you are creating. Much like branding, create consistency. No matter how you do it or what works for you, whether it is a linen program, whether it's welcome gifts, whether it's a little extra thing when a guest checks in, or whether it's uniforms or how your team talks to your guests while they're on the phone with them, just make sure that you are doing as much as you possibly can with what you have in your control understanding that sometimes that doesn't feel like a whole lot to create a consistent experience. Decide what's going to set you apart. It could be anything. It has to be unique to you. What will set you apart? Personalize your guest experience. Listen to them. Understand what your guests want and create a level of personalization that works within the framework of your company and creates long-lasting relationships with your customers. Also, make sure that you are creating an experience for your guests that make them feel at home and like they're a local in your community. Share your local community with your guests. And honestly, you're good. None of the other stuff even matters. What do you mean a toilet's broken or your owner has called you 17 times? You've got this incredible guest experience. But really, I would love to hear your ideas. Make sure that you send an email to management at hospitality.fm if you have any fun thoughts or ideas or things that you do to create an unforgettable guest experience for all of your customers. I am very excited to hear. And as, gosh, I think a lot of us listeners are in the middle of ski season. So if you're exhausted right now and you're dealing with a whole lot, my heart goes out to you. Don't worry. Off season is coming sooner rather than later. And honestly, if you are anywhere close to Jackson, the snow has been pretty terrible. So off season might be coming quicker than we had anticipated. And for those of you who are not in your peak season, I know there's not a whole lot of downtime because you're probably prepping units, but find some downtime. Take a vacation if you can. If you can't, sit down, watch a rerun of an old show and relax. 
I'm currently watching The OC and it is great. I hope you all have an amazing week and I can't wait to see you next week. Thank you. Bye.